Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere, so keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Back with another episode, and tonight is a very special night. Countdown to change. And this race today has been amazing. There's been a lot of great candidates out there that was on a campaign trail leading up to this moment. And a few of them have already been here, right here in the studio. And we're going to get to them uh, momentarily and give you some of the updated numbers to see how they're doing uh, on this trail. So you probably wonder, like, dang, got another setup, got another setup. But hey, guess what? It's just us because for the next uh, two weeks, we're actually going to uh, do a little something different. Um, Next week, we're going to bring some of the candidates um, that was victorious um, tonight. And we're going to announce some of them. Hopefully, they'll come in and we'll be able to announce them. And uh, joining me tonight uh, is funny man, comedian Luke Cannon. What's up, family? We okay. back. We back. I'm, I'm, I don't know if y'all heard me, but we back. And tonight is a very um, you know special night. And today is election. Today it was election day, and and primarily, it was some great candidates out there, some uh, important races um, that were out there. And I'm just excited to you know to have been part of that to you know help you know bring the change that we need and have some of those candidates come right here in our studio to, you know, talk about why they, you know, should be the change that we all need to see. Uh, joining me tonight is comedian Luce Cannon sitting in the big chair. I like how he, every week he say that like I'm, like, not here every week. Sitting in the big chair. <laughs> He's normally sitting on, on, on the couch with, with, I, with, I, with I guess. And as you can see, I don't have my, my beautiful, lovely, Talented co-host Morgan Williams, uh, not by my side tonight. I uh, hope she'll be back next week. She's just dealing with some personal stuff, um, but she is all right. She is okay. Um, so in the meantime, we're gonna hold it down for you. And um, later on the show, um, we're gonna hopefully we can give the results of uh, some of the key races that we have out there. And um, and Cannon, what what are you like? Both of us are in Seminole County, and you know it's it wasn't as big as a race out there than it is right here in Orange County where our studio's at. Um, so let, let's just quickly just talk about, first of all, did you vote? Absolutely, and I meant to bring my sticker with me, you know, but I voted today, as a matter of fact. So yes. And how was the, how was the lines? Were they in it and was, out or? It was in and out. Wow. It was in and out, you know. Um, I definitely wanted to go in and mask, make an effort to mask up and vote because um, I see all the crap that DT45 is doing, plucking up mailboxes and doing everything. <laughs> I've never seen such an overt attempt right, right. of voter suppression in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. And it's like nothing. Like, nothing they, like he ain't even trying anymore. to hide it, like, which is crazy to me. He plucking up the mailboxes and shutting down the postal service uh, sorting facilities and stuff like that. It's crazy, man. And, and I just, me personally, I can't respect a man like that, you know? So. It's, it's, 
it's mind-boggling, but not surprising because all the cars are being shown. You know, I've, I've had a couple of posts where I've asked, I say, hey, why are you supportive of his? What has he done for you personally? What is it about him that you'll go through fucking fire for him and he'll end up going through the back door? You know, it, it's, it's just been crazy. So in Seminole County, we had a couple races out there. Um, we had Pasha Baker running for uh, Florida House um, District 28. And so far, if I pull the numbers up, uh, Pasha's not doing so well. She's not doing so well. Let me see if I can get the well, numbers. It's disheartening for me because, like I said last week, you know, I've known Pasha a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and I know Pasha from her work. Right. Like, I ain't go to school with her. Like, I went up next door. I just know her from her work in the community. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, I hope that at some point she'll be able to get in an office because I know for sure, without a shadow of doubt in my mind, that that's someone that will definitely serve the people and serve the people well. I agree. I agree. And, and, and some of the things that has transpired up to this point you know, had all roads lead, like, you know, hey, you know, she got this one. You know, she's, she's ran a great race. Um, what do you think could have been done differently throughout her campaign? Well, I really don't know. I haven't closely followed her campaign, to be honest, you know, so I, I really can't say, you know, and I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know what some people might have done that might have, I don't know what some people may have seen that made them, you know, vote the way that they voted. So I really can't say and I really don't want to uh, just jump out there and just say something that don't need to be said. So. Right. Now, um, now this was as of 743. She wasn't doing so well. Okay. She done and, came back. And I'm looking at the numbers now and it's 93% of the precinct is reporting. So that's 31 out of 33 pre uh, precincts that have voted. And the polls have been ballot up, everything. And right now, Pasha Baker has a, um, a very, very 1% lead right now. 50% My of the votes. girl. 50% of the votes. My girl. To forty nine percent. You know, so uh, that's my girl. Come on in. You, you know, I listen. I, I wanted to get. I meant to get on social media and get my Jennifer Lewis on. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> I don't care where you are, where you work. Get your ass out and vote. <laughs> this ain't the election. To and so, get your ass out and vote. <laughs> and so, so for from, so for some of that, um, it's only it's like a one percent. But that one percent, that's all it takes. And, and it can be a large amount. Right now, she received. Um, 6,250 votes to 6,204 votes. And right now, there's only two precincts that have not yet closed or finished tallying the vote. So Listen, people, that's the, that's the one. And so it's... it's I, I, don't, I can't speak for nobody else, you know, ain't, you know on a, from a personal... But like you heard me say, I know Pasha from when she had the office with her cousin, uh, Attorney Natalie Jackson, right there on Lake Eola, and it, her livelihood was helping people start a business. Yeah. If, you, if she couldn't help you, she couldn't eat. You, you see what I'm saying? So why wouldn't you want somebody like that to represent you right. and make policies for you? Because obviously, if somebody like that with a card like that, they will have your best interest at heart. And then not only that, she's got, like, she's got a resume this long to validate every reason you need to vote for her. Now you have a personal story um, with with Pasha and what she's done when she did what she did for you. You want to tell people about that? Well, she was she's just always been just a great uh, you know she's always just been in the business world. She's just always been like a, a great advisor. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know she's that type of person where uh, if you got a question, you can call her anytime. Right. Well, I won't say anytime. You can call in. She she'll be glad to answer the question for, her. you know. And you know, I, I've just seen things that she's done. You know, I you know with the, you know with the founding of the Goldsboro Museum, who went ahead and corrected history and you know uh, you know changed 13th Street to historic Goldsboro Boulevard and you know to honor the history of Goldsboro. Uh, 
you know, growing up in Sanford, we had Lake Avenue by Sanford Middle School. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I did not know that Lake Avenue was named after Mayor Lake, who stole uh, the incorporation from Goldsboro. Well, you yeah. know, the the uh, historic Goldsboro Society, you know, who Pasha, I think, is the like the president of or something like that, uh, they corrected that. You know, it went from being Lake Avenue to William Clark Avenue, who's the founder, founder. of Goldsboro. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, not only that, you know, uh, I remember when she ran for Sanford mayor, I found out s some more great stuff. She, you know, she's been on several boards and committees, you know, uh, from education and, and other great things in the community. So um, and I just, I, I know that's the person. You know, right. anything she run for, she'll get my vote because, you know, I know her. She's other people. Yes, and for the people, basically. Of the, you know what? That's the perfect way to describe it. of the of the people and for the people. Exactly, and and we're talking about uh, Pastor Baker. If you know, you guys are just tuning in right now, and so and right now she's holding a one percent lead with ninety three percent of the uh, votes in from the um, the precincts, and right now it's uh, thirty one precincts have already tallied in, with only two more precincts left to count. So out of the thirty, uh, out of the thirty-three precincts, thirty-one has already closed and tallied up, and given uh, Pasha Baker a uh, a one percent lead right now, and we're gonna keep it updated on that. And just to stay in the the state house district, uh, we're gonna move down to uh, District forty-three, where we had Tamika Lyles on, and she gave a very you know powerful speech at the Juneteenth march that I had. Uh, she came into the studio. Um, ran her campaign and and did a fabulous job, you know, and and she was up against you know uh, quite a few people in her race, you know, uh, out in out in Osceola. And right now, uh, looks like the precinct polling are at uh, at 100 percent, and and right now Tamika is in third place with 15 percent of the votes, with uh, Christian uh, Arrington leading the way with 31 percent of the votes. And so, um, Tamika, you 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 did a great job. You you ran you ran your race, um, how it should have been ran. Um, keep doing the great work that you're doing. Absolutely. And and don't let this discourage you, which I'm sure you won't, because you are a very powerful woman. You know, so um, definitely I appreciate everything you've done coming on the show, letting people know who you are and what you stand for. And so sometimes this this political game can be brutal. Yeah. Um, and you drive a great point there, TJ, uh, for all the people that have run um, for an office. If if you're unfortunate enough to not be able to win that win that office, continue your great works, you know, continue your activism, because, you know, you can still you can still cause changes just by doing what you're doing. You know, you can still keep doing those works in the community to apply pressure to your elective officials so that policies can be created to better benefit the people and the community. Absolutely. And, and, and big ups, you know, Tamika, um, just keep pushing, keep moving forward. And so, um, now just those, those are just some of the, the races that, um, you know, deal with more, you know, on a, a, a state level, you know, which, which, which is great. But a lot of these races actually start here locally, like your, your, your sheriff office, your state attorney's office. And, and right now, some of the, uh, just some of the names over in the uh, Orange County Sheriff's Office, because it wasn't too much over here in Seminole County, whatnot. But as of Orange County, which is a much larger scope, you know, within, within all the counties that are here, uh, Orange County being one of, the, one of the biggest here in Central Florida, um, had five, five candidates, one, one being the incumbent, um, uh, John Mina, who's currently in office right now um, as the current Orange County Sheriff. Uh, it looks like he's going to get reelected again because right now he has a whopping 55,000 votes and the next closest person is Andrew Darling, um, which, which uh, really great guy, great guy, uh, stands for what the people needs. Um, he's, he's another guy that ran his race really well, really well, um, in second place with about 15,000 votes. You know, so sometimes people like to keep things the way they are 
without having to flip. Yeah. And okay, let's start try to start all over again type of deal. So it's it's really hard to uh, get the same you know unseat somebody that people aren't really having a an issue with an issue with in you know per se. Yeah. So that that was kind of I mean. Depending on who you ask, when I say issues, yeah, you know, you can ask this. Saturday. I don't live in Orange County anymore, but you know, <laughs> for personal reasons, I, you know, I can't say that I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, uh, Orange County PD or, or OPD. Mm -hmm. You know, I still, I still think about when I worked on Central Boulevard and they used to come down Central Boulevard and pepper spray everybody just because they weren't walking to the cars as fast as they wanted them to walk to the cars. Right. I agree. And, and, and as many of you that are out here watching that, you know, back in the day when you used to go downtown, you, you remember that because it would be, you know, a, hundreds of, you know, a thousand people out there. And every weekend they would come back, you know, down Central Boulevard horseback and, you know, uh, with, you know, vehicles. And, and then they just pepper spray the whole street. No crimes going on, no, no type of, you know, no type of violence, just, just, just get out of here and keep it moving. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's, they never did it on church street though. No, they haven't did it. I wonder why. <laughs> why do you think that is? <laughs> so go, so go figure. That was a, uh, that was a topic for episodes ago. So we won't go. Yeah. No, we won't we, go we, into we, that. Nothing so. to go to that one. So, and, and as of right now, like I said, the, you know, for Orange for Orange County, uh, for the Orange County Sheriff's Office, it does look like um, the current sheriff John Mina will um, continue to keep his job unless something drastically happens um, later down the pipeline to where he's forced out or whatnot. So um, this has definitely been one of those uh, races that are very important, you know, and the most important of them all is the state attorney's office for the Ninth Circuit for Orange and Osceola County. And that's another uh, big race that are out there uh, this time because the current state attorney, um, Amaris Ayala, she decided that she's not going to run for re-election. And so that left the gate wide open, you know, and just to name one of the, I guess people call it the big names on the ticket was Belvin Perry. Yes. And we all know what he's known for. Yeah, the uh, Casey Anthony case. That let him get off. Well, you that, can't that, put that... Like, well, you can't put not that him, on... But the jury. But the jury, but he presided over it. He, but, and, and I would say that he provided over... I would, I, would, or I would say that he presided over it fairly because our legal system is... Uh, the burden of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. So... You know, anytime like somebody gets off, I say that responsibility falls on the prosecutor. Did that prosecutor prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime was committed? Right, and I and I agree, and I think to to a certain degree, um, you know, the roles of chief judge is to be like, you know, hey, you sure you want to charge him for that? Do you think you're gonna have enough for that? Okay, let's go roll with it type of deal. Yeah. You know, the kind of I can see that, you know, but I, I do think in order for a person to get a fair trial, they need to have an unbiased judge. So um and I think that's what Belvin Perry was in that case, from my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. He was unbiased, which is what you need to have a fair trial. You don't want to have a judge that's playing judge and prosecutor, you know. So and and I and I think I think really what happens is because he presided over it and she got off, it was kind of like everybody that was there the fruit of the poisonous tree. Fruit of the poison tree. Yeah. You could have did something about it. You could have did something about yeah. it. You could have did something about it. So it's like you know you you put all of that in there. But also I think uh, you know some people might like uh, what the good sister Monique is is offering. You know which is. Uh, criminal justice reform. reform. I think a lot of people in this day and time are ready for that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, I, I, I do think, and many do agree that we have a outdated criminal justice system. And you know, she got a great saying. 
you want to change the system, yes. you got to change the players. I told News 13 that this afternoon yeah. when I was interviewed in front of the uh, in front of the uh, the polling place. So okay, okay, good, good, man. Because right now Monique uh, Worrell, she is out in front, forty-two um, percent to Belvin Perry's thirty-one percent. With eighty-nine That's a large margin, margin. with with eighty-nine percent of the precincts reporting. So, and in this precinct, there's about 345, which means 309 precincts have already reported in their votes. And, and as of right now, uh, Monique, she is uh, in, a, in a lead, let me put it that way, because anything can happen. Anything can so, happen. So as of right now, um, she has this race 42% to 31, followed by um, the current... Um, State Attorney Chief Deborah, she's uh, she's considered as the second um, second in command behind the current State Attorney right now, and and she has nineteen percent of the votes. And Ryan Williams, who we all know, used to work for as Assistant State Attorney in the office with um, Amir Sayala. And because she did not believe in the death penalty, or should I say, she did not, she was not going to pursue any death, um, uh, death cases. So he hightailed it out of there and went to um, another district that believed in, okay, yep, we're going to put death penalty out there. And so he decided to go over there, you know. And so his, his, uh, his name is Ryan Williams, and he has about 6% of the votes, you know. So that will keep you updated on that. And then, um, and then most importantly, I know we had, um, and again, Orange County Sheriff's John Mina's leading the way, um, big, six, uh, 54% of the votes, and the next closest is Andrew Darling at 14%. So, um, so it looks like John Mina will keep his seat. Now, another important piece in the election was uh, property appraiser. You know, and a lot of people probably don't know the importance of that, but I had Rick Seam uh, come on Friday on a Zoom call. You know, a candidate pop in, candidates came, popped in on a Zoom call, um, you know, talked about, you know, what they're, what they're um, good at, why they should, you know, either take the position or keep the position. He's the one that is the current Orange County property appraiser. And, and right now he is up against uh, Amy Ricardo and Khalid... Munner. And right now it does appear that Rick Singh is in second place to uh, 59 percent. Yeah, 59 percent of the votes to, to his 31 percent. So it looks like um, we may have a new property appraiser come 2021 out in Orange County. Um, and that's only 98 percent of the precinct reporting, which means there's about three more precincts that's left to report. Yeah, so. Wow. I've learned a lot during this election. So I'm sure some of you have um, as far as, like, whose office is, is what and who does what. And I'm definitely going to start paying attention to uh, the local offices more because there's a lot of old systemic practices mm -hmm. that, you know, just... If we, if you know who to go to, you might be able to correct just with a simple conversation. Yeah. You know, because one of the bad things about systemic oppression is it becomes a practice. Right. And some people don't, some people legit don't know that the practice is wrong because that's what they've always done. Right. You know, so you got to be able to know who these people are to, you know, like the property appraiser. And that way you can go to them and say, hey, listen, the house in this neighborhood is in the same condition, you know, uh, and it was built the same year. And it's, it's the exact same house as my house, but it's worth $50,000 more. Right. The only difference is it's in a white neighborhood. That's yeah. what redlining was about. You know, they devalued the assets of, of uh, black folks and, you know, uh, so that they could keep you from being wealthy and, you know, they made sure that, you know, the assets of our white counterparts were correctly valued. And I've, I've learned from this uh, election cycle, if, if we want to change that, then we need to, you know, speak out to 
our local elected officials and go to the property appraiser and say, hey, listen, you know, we still have redlining in our district. We yeah. need to get rid of it, you know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And, um, and just to go back to uh, Seminole County for a bit, just to check in on our friend uh, Pasha Baker, um, just to get a quick update here. Uh, let's see here. The house. The house, the house, the house. Let me get an update from them momentarily. Let's see what we got here. Yes, right here. So last time we checked, she had a 1% lead. Now, while we're actually getting that, um, what, what are your thoughts uh, in the upcoming general election? What do, you, what do you think will happen in this case here from, you talked about it at the top of the hour. You talked about the, the, the postal service him going crazy or you know, pulling yeah. them up and all this other stuff. What do you think, what do you think about that? I, I think, I'm going to say this. In my opinion, I think Donald Trump needs to go. It's just time. I think we've seen the best of Donald Trump, and I, I'm ready for someone else to have a shot. Nothing surprises me about Donald Trump. You know, I, I'm, I'm appalled at the tricks that are done with the post office, but I'm not shocked. Right. You know, because to me, this is an individual that uh, is very low. So it doesn't surprise me that he would resort to such dirty tactics like this, you know. Um, and his whole presidency has made me appreciate the fact that we have term term limits, mm -hmm. you know. You're so right. worst case scenario, you only got four more years of him. But the problem is, he could do so much damage in four and years. In four years, look look what happened now in, in in three in three years going on four. Yeah, you know, I do think. I do think we need better leadership so that we can tack you, tackle issues that we have today, like the coronavirus. You know, I look at how, to me, if you've, if you've had a relative or friend or neighbor that has died of coronavirus and you vote for Donald Trump, I feel like... I feel like you're almost being disloyal, for lack of a better way to describe it. Does that make any sense? Like, I can't, if you shoot my homeboy, TJ, me and you can't, we can't be hanging out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, we can't be buddy-buddy. I know you done shot my cousin, you know what I'm saying? Or you, you've done something to negatively impact one of my loved ones. Right. You know? So, and I feel that way about people who are supporting Donald Trump if they've had somebody pass from uh, coronavirus because um, his hatred of Barack Obama, because of that, you know, he, he got rid of many things that Barack Obama put in place so that we can detect and prevent a pandemic from happening. And sure enough, got rid of all that stuff, and boom. Look what happened. Look what happened. You know, I, I, I never will forget... I had a conversation with my father, and I was like, in my lifetime, I've never seen a situation get this bad. And my dad told me, in his lifetime. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You know, and some people older than them, him, him have said in their lifetime. They've never seen, I mean, I, you know, you, you, you've heard in your lifetime, you can't count how many illnesses and and swine flus and bird flus and H1N1s you've heard of and you've been able to take them for granted because we've had leadership that has properly got ahead of this thing and taken action and took the proper measurements, you know, the proper measures to make sure that things didn't get out of hand, unlike this administration right. who didn't do those things. And now it's out of hand. Now people are out of work. You know, uh, me, I've been, I've been miserable as a stand-up comic. You know, I haven't been able to do a lot of things I've wanted to do because of the pandemic. And it's all because our leadership has failed us. And I feel like as a result of that, it's time that he pays the piper and gets voted out, in my opinion. And, that, and, it, and, it's, and it's all coming up to the general election. Now, one, one funny thing that's happening right now 
he's running against it's Biden and Harris. Okay. Yes. And Joe Biden made an announcement on who was going to be his running mate, a.k.a. the vice president. Uh, he did say before announcing that it would be a black woman. And we had a lot of candidates out there, you know, Stacey Abrams, uh, Val Demings, Kamala Harris. Uh, um, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha Bottoms. Who, who I'm Atlanta. a fan of, you know. You know, so, um, and, and Joe decided to go with Kamala Harris. And people now, some people lost their minds, like, what are you doing, Joe? I'm not going to vote for you now. And it's like, I'm not going to vote at all. So, it's like, they say it's a lesser than two evils. That's, is that is that a... What is that? That's been our political system for many times now. It's a lesser of it. It can more oftentimes than not be a lesser of two evil system where you only got, you know, I mean, there are other candidates, I'm sure, that are running as a write in or so on and so forth. Right. But, you know, a lot of times when you do make those types of votes, then you end up, you know, then you end up like, for example, you know, people that voted for uh, Gary Johnson in last in the last presidential election. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those ended up being votes for Donald Trump, basically, because those are votes that weren't against Donald Trump or weren't for. for you know, so unfortunately, if you're not of the two dominant parties in our political system, then you're probably not going to win an election, unfortunately. So that's what that comes about. I would say this, and I've seen others say this. You've seen the best of Donald Trump. Yeah, you have. You've seen the best of him. And now what? You know, so, you know, if you think he's going to get better, I don't see that. So I've seen, I feel like I've seen, I've seen the devil. I'm going to pick the demon. <laughs> let me see. Let me, let's see. How, you know, let's see how bad the demon gonna be too. Because the devil, the devil is is horrible. You see what I'm saying? For those that feel that way, I do think that uh, I do think uh, new leadership can definitely come in and turn things around. You know, because you know, on that side of that ticket, you got you got decades of experience. In in leadership and politics, right? You know, because unlike on this side, you know, this is Donald Trump's first job in government. But he didn't try to go. He didn't try to go for for alderman. You know, and, commissioner, and he and just went straight to the top. I'm gonna be president. Yeah, and I remember his first year in office. He he proved that he really didn't have a thorough understanding. Of federal government. What, what, what you say now? Say say that again. Oh, okay. Well, whatever he just said. Yeah. Anytime, like anytime, like Donald Trump's presidency has shown me how uh, how our federal government works. And I say that I remember there was a couple of executive orders he put out, and the Supreme Court came out of nowhere. I was like, nope, can't do that, you know. <laughs> and the check and balance kicked in. Now, where we go wrong is, is what Donald Trump has done. He's done a good job of changing the players, as uh, Monique would say, and you know, in our court system and stuff like that, so that he can do things his way. And not just Donald Trump, it's the good old boys as well, Mitch McConnell and others, you know, that, you know, purposely block President Obama from filling uh, judge seats and, you know, Supreme Court justice seats and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, so that they can get somebody in that they like to pick those seats the way they want to pick those seats. Right, exactly, so. exactly. And so, and, and, as of, and as of right now, was it 836? Um, 96% of the votes are in for State House District 28, um, where Pasha Baker is still uh, in the lead, you know, by 1% of the votes, but the gap is closing. There's only one precinct left open, just one. Out of the 33, 32 have already reported. And right now, Pasha has 6,360 votes. But she ran a very tight race for mayor of Sanford. 
and the opponent, 6,285. Say, say those totals again. 6,360, Pasha Baker. All right. And me, uh, Lee Mangold, 6,285. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's about 1% of the 1% lead. Yes. And there's only one more precinct left to report. And we're going to, hopefully we can have that update uh, before we go. I want to, listen, I, I want to go to a Pasha Baker victory party, you know, because there's nobody I know more deserving, mm -hmm. you know, so. And, um, and just a quick update, um, we have Orange County Sheriff. There's 98% of the votes are in. 244 precincts have closed out of the 247. So it does look like uh, John Mina will remain seated mm -hmm. uh, with a commanding 54% of the votes. And the next person close to that is uh, Andrew Darling at 14%. So um, I really think, you know, his, his campaign was, 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 was awesome. It was great. Um, he didn't give up, you know, going to be an uphill battle to a certain degree when you ask certain people, do you really think it needs to be changed? Like, what has he done that's deserving to kick him out type of deal? And so, based on the votes, they say nothing. That, that's, that's what this, this big margin means to me. Yes, what he wants to do is great. What is needed is great. But now, you have someone that's already in office saying, well, I'm already doing that right now. And I guess certain people aren't seeing it because it's, it's, it, you're still having uh, shootings happening. Just like, what, a couple of weeks ago, Orange County deputies uh, shot and killed um, a guy in the, uh, at Florida Mall parking lot as he was running away. Shot him in the back. Bang, bang. So it's still happening from what the people are seeing. So what, what is it that you like about it that gives him this whopping lead? So it's just certain things like that. That's, that's mind-boggling sometimes. Um, so right now, it does look like John Meenan will uh, remain the Orange County Sheriff until the next election. And then in our state attorney race, uh, Monique is still out in front um, with a 42% to 31% lead over uh, Belvin Perry. And it's 89% uh, of the votes are in or reporting uh, out of the 345, 309 have already reported. So there's still quite a few votes remaining before we can give you some great news on that. So, now, one thing I want to bring up is the fact of growing up, you're in a household. And most of the time, it's Democrat. You vote blue. And even if you don't know who the person is, guess. Just see their name and be like, oh, that's a black person, so yeah. they got a black name versus, oh, it's not a black name type of deal. Uh, I don't believe um, in stuff like Like I told you, I don't even believe in partisan politics. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen our society go wrong many times, uh, and no greater example than that, than DT45. There was a lot of Republicans that were like, hey, I know Donald Trump ain't a good pick, but I can't I'm a Republican, and I have to I have to vote Republican, and it's like no, you vote for the best person, person. for the job. You have you know this person has no clue. Like you want a person with no policy making experience to make laws for you. Hmm. You you can't make that make sense. Can't go out and make some some laws for me. Even though you got no experience, you know, don't, don't, don't make some you, I don't understand. You know what? You know, let's take it back to the good old days where, <laughs> you know, we had more time and I was able to cause more trouble. Like, they got enough sense to not vote for Kanye West. <laughs> 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 they know not to vote for Kanye West, but they don't know not to vote uh, for Donald Trump. And, you know, heck, uh, they the same person, basically. Kanye, you know Kanye West is a billionaire. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know Kanye West is a billionaire. Yep. So uh, for those of you that want to vote for someone just because they're, why not the same energy with Kanye West that you got for Donald Trump? Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. You know, and, and both were. Both got the same experience level None. in government. None. <laughs> I mean, usually there's a chain of command when it comes to politics is like you, you want and, you want, and don't you give me the whole oh well donald trump you know you know he he's a businessman well he don't have a good track record in that either nope. you know and sure enough you know heck you know we're in a situation because you know failed leadership the same way uh he's in he's had situations because of failed leadership in his businesses or whatnot and you can kind of see some of his flaws which is an inability to pick good personnel. You know, you got to have when you when you start making. Oh no, he picked them good. He picked them because that's what we wanted. You do as I say. If you don't like it, you fire. But you know what? And that's that, what has happened. But that's the problem. That's what happened. You know, he picked who's going to agree with him and do uh, what you Whatever know what he, he want it. done instead of what needs to be done. You know, there are things that. In business, maybe I don't agree with, but if somebody comes to me and says that, hey, listen, you know, you're going about this the wrong way. This is how it needs to be done. I need to be any good entrepreneur or leader needs to be able to swallow their pride and take advice, you know, from the people that they are over because you don't know everything. Right. And just to give you a quick update, this is another one that uh, Seminole County, uh, Pernell Bush. Already, you know he's he's running for. Uh, we push County. for Bush. We push for Bush. I like that slogan. Yeah, the Black Bush. So um, in this case here, Pernell is in a commanding lead with seventy percent of the votes to twenty nine, and they're at ninety seven percent precinct reporting, which is so he won that race basically. Pretty much because now it's 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 seventy eight. Precincts that have reported out of 80. So unless these two remaining precincts are all, what's his name, Mike Cleanland, if everything from him, I don't, still don't think it's gonna be enough. Nah, that wouldn't be still enough. Still won't even be enough. Nah, still it, won't be enough. It ain't that many people in, in them, in them yeah. in district. Mm -hmm. So Pernell is one that one, and, and I had a chance. You know, he came out to Chantel's a couple times on mm -hmm. Wednesday. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna put it out there. I circled. I circled. <laughs> when I voted the day, I circled. I, I made my push for the bush. You push know, for the bush. So, and um, we have. Met, and speaking of, uh, and speaking of Chantel, um, Carvin McGee. Carvin McGee. Yes. You know, uh, we're gonna get an update on on his. Let's see here. Where is McGee? He is district. I don't know where you at now. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get to him. We're gonna find him. He is in this race. Congressman, committee, McGee. I believe he's 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 run against a longtime person that held that seat, Petty, or something like mm -hmm. that. You know. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get updates on we're gonna get updates on that. Yes, and um. And, and real quick, we are going to uh, pause for station identification, um, give the people time to go refill, go to the bathroom, uh, because we don't want you to miss any of this. Um, so we're going to get an update on the latest polls, who's winning, who's not. So it's going to be real quick. So you guys go, get your wine, your cognac, whatever's going to make you feel right, and come on back. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Let's go. We're back, we're back. Hope you got your glass filled up because uh, we're going to take you on home with this one here. So while we're on break, I uh, ended up getting a quick update from State House District 28 where uh, Pasha Baker was uh, holding on to a slim lead of 1%. And as of now, 100% um, of the precincts have reported. And as of now... 6,300 
82 votes, Pasha Baker. And Lee Mangold, 6,314. And that's with 100% of the precincts being reported. Now, the question is, now, will they have a runoff? And, and because that's very it's, close. It's because it is within that one, per, that I believe it's the, within two, one or two percent. Yeah. And for them to go back and do a recount. And we all know how Florida's known for recounts. Now, granted, it is a very slim margin. So, of course. But my girl won, though. So, of course, it's going to be one of those, do you want to have a runoff? And what do you think that's going to be? Listen, if it came down, if, you, if you're asking me, no, I got who I want. No, not you. I'm talking about to the candidate, Lee I, uh, Mango. I'm, I'm sure. Well, it just depends. But it it wouldn't surprise me if there was a runoff. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a runoff. But, you know, I want, I want, you know, Pasha was here last week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, yeah, you know, you can keep your, you can have, you can keep your office, you know, on Goldsboro Boulevard. She was like, no, my office will be in Georgetown, which is in the district. Which is in the district. You know, so listen, th this is the person from the community who's going to have an office in the community, who's going to hear, uh, you know, she put the mailers out with her phone number on it, you know, so for you, if you got that mailer and, you know, and you got an issue with what's going on, I'm sure you'll be able to call her and reach her and, and get a response. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to go in and prematurely say congratulations to our girl, you know, my hometown girl who I've known to do nothing but good, you know. And, and speaking of one of, um, with, with Pasha being on the show last week, we also had um, Michaela Nix. Yes. And she was running for Ninth Circuit, uh, Circuit Court Judge, Group 1, yes. against, you know, Rihanna Arnold, which uh, last Wednesday we had a face-to-face, uh, one-on-one uh, forum panel discussion. Yes. You know, giving their last uh, push yes. as to why the people should vote for them. And we're going to go to... Rianne Arnold was actually an attorney of mine at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And how good, how good did she got y'all, didn't she? Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, yes. And so she, uh, she is running against Michaela Nix and... As of right now, Group One for the Ninth Circuit. There we go, Ninth Circuit Group One. Well, yeah, there we go. Um, and this is also 100 percent. Okay. Okay. This is also at 100 uh, percent precinct reporting, and uh, Michaela looks to appear to have pulled it out. Well, that's that's great. You go, girl. You go, girl. Uh, uh, 123,488 votes. Okay. To Rihanna's uh, 104,753. So pretty much Michaela received 54.1% of the votes, followed by 45.9% of the votes. Okay. So, so a 54, 54 for Michaela. 54 for Michaela, 45 for Rihanna. Okay. Of the votes. All right. And so, and 100% has. Reported. With those two, well, you know, I. So, what do you, so, granted, uh, Rhiannon, she got you off, you know, well, for whatever that was. Don't put too much my personal business out there. <laughs> nah, Come nah. on. No, you brought well, it up. I just know, so, I, I, my experience was like, she was, she was a fiery attorney. And, uh, you know, she, and that was many years ago. It was back when I was in college. So, Knowing that, that's I could say that that's definitely a person that has a lot of experience, in in the legal arena, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, but I'm sure you know uh, Michaela's has got a lot of experience too. You know, we know that, but I just know for sure, uh, personally, that uh, you know Attorney Arnold has a lot of experience. Right, and and you know? so uh, what what do you think Michaela is going to bring? Um, to the bench being the, the first elected black female circuit court judge? Well, uh, I do think, uh, 
as I said, any judge that wears a lace front is going to give you a fair trial, you know? Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm in the funny chair, man. You know, I said it last week, you know, and I was rooting for her, you know, to make history, and I'm proud of her that she was able to pull it off. And, and I do think, uh, you know, when it comes to family cases or whatnot, you know, as she pointed out, I do get... Uh, and I got an idea inspired by that, by the way. I do, uh, I do think that she's going to put the children and family values first. So. And that, that's, that's pretty much what she, she specializes in. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I definitely think it's going to be. And I do um, think they need to change the law because that was an eye-opener for me last week, the fact that an unmarried father has no rights to his own begotten children. That was kind of, you know, so in my opinion, that's something that needs to change. I know you feel that, you know, you actually having children, mm -hmm. but, you know, me, I don't have any children, but I'm not going to take it well for anybody to tell me that I don't have a right to my children. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? That, that I gave to this woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I, I, you, you see me do the joke that, you know, you know, m m mama push out, but daddy push in, you know. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So uh, before before the woman gives a man a child, the, the man gives the, the woman the child first, you know, so to give it back. And for you to just take it and, and hold my child hostage for whatever reasons, I think that's foul, and, and I think that they need to create laws to allow good fathers to be good fathers. I agree. So. I definitely agree, and we're going to give you one more update um, on the state attorney's race, and let's see what we got here. Uh -oh. What we got? There we go. So as of right now, 100%. 100%. 100% have reported. And as it stands, Monique Worrell sits with a 42.7% of the votes to Belvin Perry's junior, 31.5, with 100% reporting. Congratulations, uh, Monique, who given, came on our show. So. Giving her... Fifty-eight thousand. Look at us helping people get elected. <laughs> <laughs> giving her fifty-eight, <laughs> giving her fifty-eight thousand nine hundred ninety-six votes to Belvin Perry Jr.'s forty-three thousand five hundred and thirty-six. And so, with the hundred percent in, pop the champagne. Pop, pop the champagne. Pop champagne. Uh, congratulations, Mo. Congratulations, uh, Mo. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I was out on the campaign trail. Yes, what you were. This? So let me shake your you hand know? because this is a win for you, too, because I don't see plenty of them posts with them old Nick Morrell signs in, in, you know, in, in the Durango. You know? man, so, listen, man. I, I, I mean, I just, I just want to be the change that I want to see, and she's definitely that, even though I am not part of you know, in Orange County, but I have a lot of listeners and people in Orange County that can benefit from her being in office. So, um, so family... I appreciate you guys voting, getting out there and voting, but the, the, the struggle doesn't stop. You know, the movement doesn't stop. So let's keep moving. And until next week, man, we're going to have a 